folks, if you enjoy our guidance about the management trinity, getting to know your people, talking about performance, asking for more, pushing work down, and our tools are helpful, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation. The ideal way to learn about implementing them is to come to one of our effective manager conferences. One day, we cover all of the major topics. You practice feedback. You practice coaching. You practice delegation. I can't tell you the number of times people have said to us, wow, I thought I understood the tools. And then when I had to practice, I realized I've taken it to another level. Come to the website, check out our conference schedule, see us all over the U.S. and in Europe and in Asia and in Australia. See you there. Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, rolling out the Trinity with your team, part two. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Well, if you missed last week, you're going to want to go back, because today we're going to cover part two of our series on rolling out the Trinity with your team. Well, if you've been paying attention to all of what we've been saying over the last three years, you know that in our opinion, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation, the fourth silent partner in the Trinity, form the basis of effective management. But we've really never talked about how to roll them out. If you're starting, what do you do? Do you start doing them all simultaneously, or do you roll them out over time? Well, the answer is you roll them out over time, and this series of podcasts is designed to show you exactly how to do that. So here we go with part two of our series. Okay, so the next step is to share the schedule once initially set. So you you, yeah. you set the schedule, uh, pre- and now you're going to share it with folks. Yeah, pretty simple. Um, you get all the emails back requesting times. When you get a reply, quickly send out a note to everybody sharing what time slot is gone. And the soon, by the way, the sooner you send out the first note saying one of the times is gone, the faster all the other times will fill up. Um, once you get them all back, so you've been sending out emails a little bit at a time, then you send out a schedule for everybody of what the O3s, what the one-on-ones look like each week. And one, one caveat to this, you're going to have possibly one person not respond in terms of a time, or they're going to respond with questions without a time, or they're going to delay with nonsensical stuff. Look, it's fine. Don't panic. Okay. Don't make a big deal out of it. Oh, I can't tell you anything. You know, Joe hasn't responded yet. If you're one person away or even two people away, if you've got 15 people, um, and you can do one-on-ones with 15 directs, it's not hard. Uh, if you're one person away, you have two choices. You can send out a mail to your directs showing the schedule minus that one direct, but you've totally got to indicate in that mail that that direct has not been scheduled yet. If you simply leave them off, and I come by this oh, experience with I know big, where this right? is going. <laughs> if you leave them off, there is going to be far worse mutterings about the one person who got to dodge this half hour bullet than there was mutterings about the concept of one-on-ones with the boss. Please don't assume your directs are going to say, oh, she's just not scheduled yet. Yeah, because that's not what they're going to assume. Yeah. (laughs) There's been a reorg. (laughs) Right, exactly, right. What they, yeah, okay, apparently he owes her or she's too good or she's too bad or this is a bad sign for her or a good sign for her or something. People will make stuff up. Um, 
and that's not good. Uh, and, and then, of course, the other choice, and this is it's always surprising, the other choice is simply to schedule that person. Oh, there are some people not happy with you right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, and and I, I guess it frustrates me a little bit, but but not enough to 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 change. Um, here's the deal: if you're thinking right now. And some of you are, and that's okay. Diversity is a good thing. If you're thinking, gosh, it seems a little heavy-handed that the person didn't respond to a legitimate email from me requesting that he pick one of a number of times. And if he's the last person, then there were, you know, if there's eight of my directs, then he had five times to pick from. I like the way you set that up. Didn't respond to a legitimate email. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I sent an email to my team. I don't know. How, how many of you listening right now getting emails from your bosses and just bloody ignore them? Or let me put it differently. Ignore them and assume there is no risk associated with that. If that's the case, then clearly you don't have a good relationship with your boss. You don't care. And that boss would obviously not do one-on-ones. Okay. Um, so look, um, if it seems a little heavy handed to you, Gosh, aren't these one-on-ones going to be about the direct, right? That's the purpose of them, to to build your relationship with them. Shouldn't we be more accommodating? And the answer is no. We needn't be more accommodating, though I'm I'm not going to argue with you. It's a little bit heavy-handed. I mean, I, I respect that. Yeah. And and, and we're not going to argue with folks who say that one-on-ones are about the direct. They are. Right. They are. But 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 here's the thing. Okay, you don't get to eat your cake and have it too. You can't say I'm the boss and tell your directs there's a certain way to put in expense reports and attend meetings. And by the way, you get in trouble if your people don't do these things. Put in expense reports, attend meetings, interact with accounting, prepare monthly financials, handle clocking in, handle clocking out according to policy, what the break policies are for your firm, what lunch hours are, what sexual harassment rules are, and what you can and cannot say. Speaking to the press, who can and who can't, and how you have to go to class before you're authorized to do so, and travel requests and budget processes and new hiring and HR policies on equal opportunity and how to interview people. And then say, after all, you've said all that stuff that you as the boss are required, speaking for the firm, to essentially enforce because when you join a large organization, you get some benefits, you get some pay, you get some opportunity to succeed, and you accept some strictures around social behavior that are necessary for people to be effective in a large organization. And then you, and you can't do all that and then say, well, my directs are so important in the world that I can't schedule for them even one half hour, 30 bloody minutes once a week. You, you can't legitimately hold both those thoughts in your head and have them both be true. Well, they can. (laughs) Okay. You're right. Okay. They can, but not if you want to have any credibility, you're going to need to lose credibility with your team or with the organization. That's why, because you lack credibility when someone says that, that's why I say it's incredible when a manager says, I can't get one of my directs to agree. Look, it is about the directs, and the company does give you some authority, and there are times when it's not just reasonable for you to use it, it's really quite necessary for you to use it, and this is one of those times. Otherwise, you might as well let each team member have veto power over the timing of your staff meeting. Oh, that's a great idea. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So even after... And I don't, Mike, let me just warn you. I don't want to rant about this. I, I'm trying to f- help people understand the balance between 
the power the organization gives you, and there's not a manager in the world that doesn't understand they have some power, and the fact that using that power in, in a little bit of moment, in, in a very short moment, to ask for a half an hour of time, and then to expect that someone legitimately respond yes, when in fact they're going to other meetings that other people schedule for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, three hours, four hours that are terribly scheduled, terribly managed, no agendas, and so on. It's completely reasonable for you, you to lose, use a little bit of your power to benefit your relationship with the direct and in the long run will produce far greater benefits than simply the half hour it takes. Sorry. You're so full of it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, you say all that and we're talking about using just a teensy bit of power to schedule one of your directs. And then the very next point we're going to get to, you say, allow for possible changes in the near future. Sure. You're speaking but out of both sides of your mouth, man. <laughs> That's good. Well, well done. Um, the fact is all great managers, leaders, executives will echo General Eisenhower who said, planning is everything and plans are nothing. Look, things are going to change. Your boss is going to change your weekly staff meeting to a time that you had already scheduled one-on-one for. You're going to be put on a task force for some new something or other. Somebody's child is going to make all state banned and have to be ferried to and fro. So you set the schedule and then after a few weeks, you allow for some changes because a little bit of slack that won't hurt you. you. You allow for some changes based on whether it's working or not for both you and for your directs because it takes two people and everyone on one. Okay, well, well, while you're letting the directs off the hook a little bit on, on scheduling, I just want to make one thing clear here. There is not an option in this case for the direct to come back and say, yeah, this isn't working for me. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's always amazing that people tell me that. They say, oh, I've got a direct at saying that. And then the manager says to me, I would never dream of saying that to my boss. Well, then why do you tolerate one of your directs saying it to you? It's like your direct saying, hey, look, I need a check for my travel. I'm not going to put an expense, but this you should just trust me that I spent $2,000. And by the way, all my meals were below the standard, below the limit and everything. Yeah, right. Sure. I mean, maybe in fact you want to do that, but you won't do it for very long and get away with it. Um, yeah, I, look, I'm, I, I, we hear that all the time and I love it every time. And I don't care. I hate to say this, but I don't care if your top performer threatens to go to your boss and say, he's wasting 30 minutes of my time each week. Okay, fine. Let him go. Um, in fact, we often say, right. We say when one of your people asked to go to HR, they threatened to go to HR. I'm going to go to HR. I'm going to go talk about you, please here. Let me escort you over there. I don't want them to think that I was uncomfortable with you going there. If you have a concern about me, I want you to know that HR has a door that's always open, right? Whether we agree or disagree, I'm not going to get in your way. I'm not going to compound my error. If in fact, I've made an error by saying you can't go, right? That sounds like dictatorship and being a great manager is not about being a dictator folks right um but on the other but on the other hand we're not allowing folks to opt out of this and every once in a while every once in a little while you get to be the boss yeah and this is one of those times And, and and power is inversely proportional to how often you have to use it and after you start one-on-ones, you'll have to use your power less and less and less because the relationship will be better and better and people will do things not based on your boss role, on your role power, but rather on the relationship power you have with them. Yep. Okay. So next on our list of the rollout planning for one-on-ones is the review intent, ground rules, and agenda in staff meeting. And it might make sense here to add the next item on our list to to here as well, which is to share slides. Yeah, good, good point. Um, good, good idea. Uh, again, a basic, easy step. You set some time apart in your next staff meeting, 30 minutes, 
Okay. Maybe you shorten your staff meeting a little bit. Or you say, I'm not going to do my normal general, whatever. I'm going to, I'm just going to cover 30 minutes of, of, uh, one-on-ones, um, uh, in addition to you guys reporting. And then you walk everybody through the slides from our podcast on one-on-ones. They're available to everybody. I think it was our second show. It was been over two years ago. D- don't make it all up. Okay. Don't hesitate because, oh, I, I don't have my presentation ready. I can't do this until I have the presentation ready. Just use our slides. Okay. Um, share the one-on-one forms we hope you'll use. Okay. Modify it if you want. We're not looking for everybody to use the one that says manager tools on it. If you don't want to change it to your name or change it to your firm name, whatever you want to do. Um, there's a doc version up there. There's, there's PDF versions, I know, but there's also a doc version you can change. Um, share share it all. The one-on-one casts and their associated content are not premium because we'd rather change management than make money. Uh, curse my name if you want, but please, 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 for the sake of your directs, for my kids who may work for you someday, become a better manager. Great management really is, in our opinion, a thing of beauty. And bad, bad management, its opposite, is nothing but a rotten, miserable little joke that ought to be expunged from this earth. And it's not that hard to expunge one manager at a time. Uh, too many bosses today are, in their own way, nothing more than vicious little dictators in small, impoverished com- countries. And the world will be a heck of a lot better place if there are a lot less dictators in small, impoverished countries. Um and, you know, those countries and the people that work for managers like those dictators will never become rich, will never become successful, will never deliver their value to the world until we get rid of the dictators. Um, step up, folks. Become what you're capable of. Even if you think you can't do it, try. The effort itself is noble. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That was a good soapbox, right? I mean, dictators. Uh, it is. It is. Dictators Look, and I'm red berets. You, the stories I hear, bosses treat their people like they think they can do anything they want. And you can. The problem is you're cutting your own throat. Just You're cutting your own throat to puff up your chest. And that's just... Ugh. Okay. There's not a person in listening to this cast right now that isn't capable of becoming a great manager. Every one of you listening to me now is capable of becoming a great manager. Management is not a state of being. It's not a different you that you're going to become. Don't fear becoming somebody you're not. We want you to be you. Be yourself, but do, not be, but do effective management behaviors. And the first behavior is one-on-ones. Wow. I never thought of one-on-ones as a moral imperative before, but now I'm, I'm there. I'm sold. I, you know, I know that other people don't agree necessarily. They may say, oh, yeah, that, that's just Mark. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the only one thinking they're a moral imperative because sometimes that's what it takes to, to do this, right? I mean, we have to have some energy for this stuff, and we know how good they work, and we have too many emails from people saying, you, ch- you know, they say you, but they really don't mean that. You, they say you changed my life, and our response is, no, we didn't change your life. You did. Right. Yeah, as much yeah. as I, I joke with you about it, I actually do yeah. agree. It is a management moral imperative, but it wouldn't be as much fun if I didn't harass you about your strong opinions. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. I know. Um, okay. So next one is encouraging listening to the cast. Yeah, they're free. Yeah, yeah. We, we added this point to the cast because um, someone 
actually told us once that they would never share this with their directs because they would never share manager tools with their directs because I want them to think that this, these are my ideas. <laughs> like, okay, you've been a manager. You haven't been doing that well. You haven't been doing poorly, but you haven't been doing that well. All of a sudden you start doing one-on-ones and people are going to think you invented this. Uh, yeah. It's like saying, yeah, gravity. <laughs> yeah, gravity. You invented it. And the, the Excel spreadsheets you use, you invented that too. And ask.com and windows and leopard and cubicles and meetings and, and Outlook, those are all your ideas too, right? <laughs> the Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, the Big Mac. There you go. Yeah, actually, double cheeseburger. That's like, oh, that's a great, great meal right there. All we're saying here is that if you don't, you don't have to feel that you know everything to make a start on the most effective manager tool in the world, one-on-ones. Right, right. Have your managers listen, and that will make them better at their part of one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to start. You have to make a plan and then you have to start and then, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get hit and then you're going to make some changes. And and really that leads us to the final point about one-on-one rollouts, which is answer questions. Uh, you know, nothing spectacularly clever here. Stand up in front of your directs after you've walked through the model and what you're going to do and the fact that you're not 100% certain about everything's going to work out, but you believe in relationships um, and, and, and take questions. And, and folks, the core mindset about taking questions, what makes people good at taking questions in front of groups is their own inner peace around the issue of, quote, what do I say when I don't have a good answer? Yeah. And the answer is, I don't know, we'll but we'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that answer, I don't know, we'll figure it out, is as much a state of mind as it is a correct response. Standing up and answering questions says moving forward now is more important than predicting every single turn in the road. We're going to step onto the road. We don't know how ruddy it is. We don't know how dirty it is. We don't know how well paved it is. We don't know how many turns are in the way. But stepping on it is more important than knowing all that stuff. Um, God forbid everything, anything ever significant in the history of the world ever went by the motto of ready, aim, 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 aim. All right. All right, soapbox removed. On to our second point. <laughs> Conduct one-on-ones yes. for six weeks, six to eight yeah, okay. weeks. Okay, look, th- this is perhaps the most important concept in the rollout guidance. Please, managers, please, please, please don't try to build Rome in a day. It'll end up burning <laughs> around you. You cannot effectively implement the whole trinity all at once. It's too much. If it's not too much for you, because you're so smart, good, uh, fine, then because it, it's not, it doesn't work because your directs won't be able to handle it. They don't like all that change. And when there's too much change, none of it goes terribly well. We recommend letting each of the concept in the Trinity, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and then lastly, delegation, we, let, we recommend all of them, letting them breathe a little bit. Take some time to get past the initial concerns, the initial uncertainties, the initial stress that it's going to cause, okay? All change, all change, good or bad, is stress for your directs. Over time, new things that happen can move from distress, there are two types of stress, distress, which is negative stress, and eustress, which is positive stress. And over time, new things can move from distress to eustress, but it isn't going to happen in a week. 
regardless of whether you want it to or not. It will not. Right. So for 68 weeks, we're saying don't introduce any other new management behavioral changes. Not part of the Trinity, nothing. Just right. one-on-ones for six to eight weeks. It will go far faster than you can possibly imagine. Right. And lo and behold, at the end, you'll know your folks better and you'll be much more aware of how to deliver the next steps. And you'll probably customize what our recommendations are because you'll know your folks better. Right. And you've got to remember the purpose here, which is relationships. Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad we came back to that. As hard as it is for some of you managers to swallow, and at times for me to swallow too, all the great bosses we know really do have great relationships with their directs. And that's what this initial six to eight week period of one-on-ones and one-on-ones alone allows you to start building. I know, I know, you've never done a one-on-one with your directs, but you already have a great relationship with them. Okay, maybe you do. Uh, e- even if I have mountains of evidence to suggest you're wrong, I'll buy in. But one-on-ones will make your relationship with them sturdier, stronger, and give the relationship a place for regular communication. Particularly when it comes to the power that you have over them, please don't think that you don't have power. I'll buy that maybe you have a great relationship with them, although I won't buy that it won't be better with one-on-ones. But, 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 but I will not buy the idea that you are the one person that have a totally non-role power-based relationship with your directs. Um, you, you always have the sign in your forehead. It's red, it flashes, and you can make it smaller, but you can never get it away. make it go away, which says, I'm your boss, watch out, I could fire you. Um, every... Every relationship, every boss um, uh, needs to have a place for regular communication uh, that the direct knows they can go to, and that's what the one-on-one does. Um, When there's a pinch in the relationship, you can address it with your direct, or they can address it with you, before it becomes a crunch. Um, And if you rush right through one-on-ones... You're not going to leave your you're not going to leave your directs with the sense that it is about relationships. It's going to be about getting to feedback. Right? Yeah. They 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 might even see this as a necessary speed bump on the way to your real intent. Right. Which is negative feedback. Exactly. So right. that's what because that that feeds into their the most people's belief about bosses. Right. Absolutely. Which is their you know so yeah so just so be careful. Take your time and show the team that you not only intend to do them for a long time, but that you're going to invest before you expect to profit, which leads us to, and I think through our next point, which is don't rush to get to the feedback. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You said it right. Um, If you start feedback after a week or two, you will be learning two things at once, which reduces the effectiveness of each of those things. Uh, And you'll be sending the wrong message. Even if you never get to feedback, you and your team will perform better with one-on-ones alone. We go back to the a la carte comment I made at the beginning. Um, And I actually think I can do a huge run-on paragraph here, if you will, and add our next two points right here, which is don't rush to get negative feedback. Positives comes first, right? And again, we're going to make this point again. uh, um, One-on-ones are not the velvet to cover your hammer, which is the hammer being <laughs> yeah. feedback. And when we say feedback, those who are listened a lot know that we mean positive and negative, but most people hear it and have an emotional response to negative. Even if you're a nice guy, there's a good chance your directs have worked for a jerk boss. That jerk boss often did one thing to try to sugarcoat something else. 
because they thought they were smarter than the directs, which usually is not true. Um, and your directs got smart working for that jerk boss and started waiting for the other shoe to drop when they didn't even work for you. Don't do that to them again and be that old jerk boss by being slapdash about the one-on-ones only to quickly and precisely start delivering negative feedback. It will totally do more harm than good. Do not rush. Show them that you intend to communicate more. If you do, they'll be willing to hear the feedback when you get to it. If you don't, they're going to reject both the relationship value and the time spent on -on one-on-ones and the value of change and improvement that comes from feedback. And that would be a terrible waste of time and energy on both parts. Yeah, an incredible waste. We're, We're making this case as deliberately as we can because it is worth it. Thanks, everyone. I hope that was useful. And uh, we'll cover part three of probably, I'm guessing now it's about four parts by the time we're done with this. So we'll cover part three next week, and uh, we'll see you then. And for those of you who haven't noticed already, we did announce our Effective Manager Conference for November. We're going to do it in Atlanta, Georgia. More information about the conference and instructions for signing up are on the website, www.managertools.com. That's it. Until next time, have a great one. So long. Thank you.